there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one of prayer. Welcome, everybody, to the Prayer Revolution. So glad to be with you. My name is Doyal. I'm here with my good friend, Vera. And we're here to say your daily morning prayer. It's your daily morning prayer podcast. And we say a prayer, and we discuss that mood of prayer in our daily life. Um, that's what we do. We say a prayer and take it from there. That's our motto. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Vera? I'm doing great. I'm just appreciating uh, Pat's background. You know, a lot of times you get a, you get these digital backgrounds on Zoom. Oh my gosh, Pat. That is not a digital background. She's on the beach. You go, girl. Good job, Pat. I got to come visit your place. <laughs> yeah. Doing good, though. Super grateful to be here this morning. And yeah, been having, having a, um, a very interesting and new experience to life. And, What's that? And, uh, you know, I thought I could maybe tell you guys or, or maybe not, you know, just kind of throwing it out there. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think anyone's interested. <laughs> okay. No, come on. Well, it, you know, in, in, I'll try to say it in as few words as possible before we pray. And um, let's see. Yeah. That. I've been going through my life and I have been avoiding myself in different ways. And, and I think we've all had different experiences in our life that, um, that were intense, that were challenging and maybe didn't fully process them. And they can, they become in yoga, they call them some scars. They can become like these, you know, like almost like our consciousness is, is singed with these impressions. And, and, and we feel them. They're under the surface of everything we do, of everything we think. They are, they're the foundation. They can, they can become that in our life. And going through my life, yeah, really afraid to feel those things. Really, you know, just that if I was to allow myself to feel, you know, whatever it was, whether it was anger or sadness or, you know, loneliness or whatever that may be, that that, that I will be stuck there forever. If I allow for myself to, you know, and, and it's something we've talked about so often. And, and one thing is, you know, I'm talking about it intellectually right now. And, you know, one thing is to talk about it and, and the other is to have an experience of it. That, you know, when Krishna's talk, when Krishna says that he is everything, you know, and speaks about it in later chapters of Bhagavad Gita, he's talking about despair, sadness, loneliness, fear, He's talking about all those things. None of those are divorced. And so I've spent a lot of my life really afraid to feel those feelings. And therefore, they kind of basically, you know, I've done good to cope with it. I've done a good job in life. Like I haven't been a total nut, nut job for the, you know, at least the later part of my, this, this last 10, 15 years of my life. Before that, I was a little bit wild, very selfish, very wild. Um, but I've been chipping away at it. Um, but still with, you know, like with a coping me- the coping mechanism of not really feeling those feelings, not really allowing myself to go there, not really going inside and, 
and healing and you know allowing for Krishna to come into those different parts uh, the dark parts the um, dark parts of my heart the the closed closet doors that you know I, I locked the doors and, and threw the key away to didn't even know I did and uh, through you know through counsel through mentorship through receiving love and guidance you know, from Radhanaswami from from different teachers and friends just recently been able to um, you know, sort of tapping into that and it's really it's like living life with like a whole another level of feeling and, and tenderness actually I'm like oh my god like that those feelings that used to i used to be so afraid of the same it's exact same feeling where i'd be like uh oh i'm feeling that feeling like this mayday mayday we're going down you know like maybe this is going to be a little i'm going to go into a little funk maybe that cloud isn't going to leave for a while you know because i'm so afraid to feel it or to, to give it space. I'm, I'm so afraid of it that it controls my experience, it becomes the, the foundation of my experience, trying to avoid it, the avoidance of it in my mind. And so, you know, getting support to be able to, to process and experience is allowing for me to invite <clears throat> what feels like much more of my whole self to life much more of my you know a, 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 a wholesome experience of life where i can feel those feelings and actually they're there all the time they're there for every person all different types of feelings are there inside the heart we've been we've had so many experiences as you know going those it was flashing through my mind last night so many experiences i was <clears throat> just going back i was just like hey let's go let's go visit little vera let's go visit uh my five-year-old self Go say say hi, you know, you know. See see if you'll say hi back. See if we could have a little conversation, and and just going into my you know going into my past and going into those experiences, I could see like oh my god, not, not just negative things, you know, pleasurable experiences, you know, such joyful experiences, but so many impressions. There were like these lucid impressions that were just flashing in my consciousness of all these different experiences that have gone through my life. And so many of them undigested, so many of them, you know, um, not integrated, not synthesized and not, not, uh, not processed fully. And so feeling the last few days, somehow or other, Krishna has given a blessing. I've really been praying to go into that, go deeper internally, you know, go deeper inside, knowing that my experience of, of life is, is dependent upon the quality of my, my internal world, my internal experience. And really praying to Krishna, he's been bringing some some challenging tests and experiences, and ultimately just incredibly healing and liberating to be able to start to, you know, feel that sadness or feel the the anger or feel the whatever it is without judgment to feel it to experience it, and for it to just become like a part of me. It's not controlling me. It's not running my life. It's not sending me down into funks. But like, oh yeah, that feeling that I was so afraid of. Oh yeah, that's part of that's part of me. It's, you know, maybe it's not my pure spirit, you know, but that's a part of this experience and this life that can actually help me to feel more deeply and help me to connect with Krishna more deeply, help me to be more present with God and, and present in my life. And because um, I'm not avoiding feeling, I'm actually able to to be in my experience so much more. So. That is beautiful. Yeah. Incredible. 
I pray we all get to feel that. I pray that, uh, you know, it, it's basically like if we're not, if we're not kind of in, in semi-rapturous, say, you know, whatever, if we're not feeling that like rapturous presence, there's something that we're avoiding. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, right? Like we're pure spirit souls, you know, that, okay, we sit down and pray, we sit down and you know, really go, go deep. We can start to experience a rapturous state of presence. It's not, not a far away thing a little sincerity in practice. And uh, yeah, in my life, I've avoided that so much out of the fear of what's in those closets and the fear of, of the, the um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not wanting to feel that pain or be stuck in that again. So feeling a little somehow, because she's given a little liberation, given, given a little experience to, um, to see that, you know, yeah, it's okay to feel that. And actually it's so empowering mm. and so life-giving. It's like, oh my God, all that stuff's inside of there. Oh, okay, great. Like, let's feel it as opposed to it just, you know, being a, a wave that comes and crushes you, crushes me every now and then. Let's actually feel it. Let's integrate it. Yeah. There's, um, there's this, um, a book I started reading a little while ago uh, was given to me as a gift. Um, it was one of those serendipitous moments I had where somebody gave me this book a long time ago and it was about trauma and it was about overcoming trauma that gets stored in the body. And I just kind of like, uh, you know, it was one of those, I, I put it aside and then I was, um, uh, I was going through through therapy and through a period of my life and I was sitting in a, a therapist's office and she was talking about the principles that I remember hearing in this book and about trauma and like releasing it and kind of like very much what you're saying. And I remember thinking of this book. I was like, oh, I wonder if she's heard of this book. And as I was thinking that, I looked over her shoulder onto a bookshelf and this book would just like popped out like it was like a spotlight on like the same book was there I was like you know that book she's like yes I had training with this person and she pulled the book off the shelf and and uh and that's when I started reading it and it, the whole premise of it is that uh trauma this word trauma because he's a he's a trauma recovery specialist is comes that, from the comes from the root word rama no I'm just kidding rama <laughs> lack of rama um but it's not as much what happens to us, but it's the failure. I hesitate to use words failure, but like it's the it's the failure to um, let what happened to us process throughout our process through us, and rather than it processing through us, it gets stuck and we hold on to it, and then it just it never releases. It just mm -hmm. never releases, and therefore we kind of go back into. It. I mean, that's the definition in one sense of the word resentment. Resentment, the, the, the etymology of the word resentment, re-sentiment, to re-feel, to keep mm. going back. So if I'm having a conversation again and again with the same person in my head imaginarily, like that's resentment. Mm. If, I'm, if I'm continuing to feel the same hurt or the same feeling again and again and again that's linked to something in my past, that's a form of, of resentment. We think resentment is like, oh, I hate somebody or... or. A resentment is when I'm stuck in a cycle of continuing, like as you were saying, to feel, re-sentiment, to re-feel again and again, because we haven't gone back and let it, and let it pass out of us. And, mm. and animals, animals genuine, animals naturally, mammals, have this system of, we see dog, I have a dog, he shakes off his nerves, you mm. know what I mean? And they physically shake off their nerves, but human beings, 
we learn it, you know, big boys don't cry and I'll give you something to cry about and, you know, toughen up and get over it. And, you know, there's people starving in the world. Your problems aren't so big. And so we learn to like, or even more so as kids, we learn sometimes we think it must be my fault. It must be something wrong with me. You know, we can all these things. And so we learn to like, we freeze and then we hold all these things in us. And then, because also it's, it's, it's so interesting that as, um, human beings, you know, we have a pain threshold where when we can't handle a certain amount of pain, we shut off, you know, or physically we'll go unconscious. And so as younger human beings, we hit these pain thresholds, sometimes emotional or mental or psychological, and we shut down because we just don't have the faculties to handle it. But as adults, we do, Mm -hmm. but we haven't realized that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't realized that yet. As an adult, I actually have the faculty to un- to have that. Like you're saying, it's like this. It's painful. It's scary, but it's also liberating because oh, I've been walking around thinking that I am. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of like 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 um um. You know, like as it's coming to my mind, like 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 Siegfried Siegfried and Freud. Freud. You ever heard of them? So mm-hmm. what is it? What are they called? Siegfried and Royd? Not Sigmund, not, not, not Sigmund Freud, but Siegfried and Royd or whatever. They were these tiger trainers. I'm getting their names wrong. Barbara's like mouthing it to me. She's like, don't botch it, Doyle. You know what I mean? It's like, they're these tiger trainers and they're controlling these tigers. And at a certain point, the tigers realize, what the hell are we doing? Like, we're bigger and stronger than these people. And they're like, they, one of them just attacked him. I think he mauled him. I don't know if he died or not, but it was like, that was the end of that road show, you know? But it was like, sometimes we realize, like, wait a second, like, I'm stronger than I think. Mm. I can take care of myself as an adult now. Mm-hmm. And I could face these feelings. Mm-hmm. That my fear, my anxiety, my insecurity, my loneliness, my, my uh, all that stuff. Like, as an adult, I have the ability, uh, Robert wrote it, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. And I was like, okay, I'm getting it. She's like, he needs help. You're diff and sig. What? <laughs> and so, uh, so what I'm hearing, it's, it, 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 it's very, it's very, it is very liberating when we realize, wow, you know, um, you know, I, I have a story. I, don't know if I, I think I might've told you this story before, Vera, relating to what you said. And I, and I, and I also, um, I also, uh, I don't know if I've told the story here before, but I, re- I remember one of my earliest if not my, one of my earliest childhood memories, I must've been three or less than three because my parent, my mom, my mother and father lived in the house mm. and divorced when I was three. So I must've been three or younger. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I was feeling scared. And I remember calling out. So we were in a hallway and my door was open and calling out to my mother and father who were across the hall in their room. And my mother called me into the room, said, come be with us. So I got out of bed and I started, it was dark. I was in my, whatever, my onesies, pajamas, whatever it was. And I was toddlering over. I got to the door in the hallway and my dad called back and he was just kind of saying, you know, uh, it's okay, get over it, go back to bed, you know, go back to bed. I remember my mom and dad kind of tussling a little bit, like, let him come in the bed. He was like, no, go, go back to bed. And I remember pausing in the hallway feeling scared and feeling confused, not knowing where to go, what to do. And that's where the memory cuts off, you know? 
That's when memory cuts off. And um, I, it came to me 30 years later, at the age of 30, at the age of 32, where I was having experiences in my life where I recognized I was, there I was at three. And sometimes I feel like I'm still a 33, 35 year old man standing in the hallway, waiting for someone to just come and pick him up mm. and say, I'm here with you and you're okay. Mm-hmm. Like I still feel that way. It was at memory. And like so much of healing comes from exactly what you're saying is like, I can, I can pick that little boy up. I can pick that guy up. And I can tell myself, like, I can sue that. And not only am I alone, but like, as I grow spiritually, I recognize that, that Krishna is here with me and he mm-hmm. provides that strength. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm just so, it's so um, beautiful to hear what you're sharing. And I'm so inspired and uh, humbled by you. And, uh, and I'm, I'm also very, very, um, yeah, I'm very, very, in a way, happy to hear that um, you're experiencing these, these amazing realizations because they're very, very powerful. And you're already such a huge, heartfelt, evolved human being. And to hear you experience even continued growth is incredible. And so uh, I am I'm, uh, inspired. Oh man, me too. Yeah, I feel inspired. I feel so much, you know, the, the Sangha, this, this beautiful family that we, we come together every day and pray that um, is supporting, you know, my journey so much. So I, I feel indebted. I feel grateful. And, and just to, you know, just reflecting on it as I was like, wow, I was like, you know, everything that I'm looking for, really, you know, and this is Srila Prabhupada so often was saying this is, everything we're looking for, you know, is by realizing the self, you know, by realizing our true self, by realizing our, our true nature. And I was just getting that, getting that sense of, wow, like I, it's, it's been, it's so hard for me to be with myself. Like I, I, you know, okay, I can go into a meditation or I can, it's gotta be some, like I gotta, I gotta still be kind of like doing something like to just to be with myself is um, confronting. At, time, at times it can be quite confronting. And, and it's like, you know, that's kind of like the objective. The objective is like to be with myself without, you know, without the need to have to do something else or distract myself, like to be with my son, you know? And I notice that when, when, when I'm with him, I'm like, you know, when the last week I was like, oh, what do I do now? You know, like, oh, we, we used to go into the forest, but now it's too hot, you know, and too many mosquitoes in the forest. Like, now what do we do? You know, and Deanna's like, you just be. And I was like, that's hard, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and, and like this last few days, it's like, oh my God, like all I want to do is be, you know, it's like all I, it's like, yeah, like there's so much that's, I, I just want to be, like I want to, I want to, be with myself, knowing that God is within my heart, knowing that I'm there, knowing that that's, a, that's the journey, that that's what's happening. And, and that eventually, you know, and, and that's, we're seeing that revealed, we're seeing the example of great saints and teachers throughout, throughout you know, history, to be with oneself, to be in union with God, to be with oneself in their spiritual nature, to be with oneself, you know, in connection with God in that way. You know, that that's what we're all looking for. And so to be able, you know, it's like, okay, like a, 
a route into that, like we had this beautiful process of, of bhakti, of, of practicing spiritual life, of plugging into pure spiritual energy to start cleansing the lenses, start cleansing all those impressions, right? The little boy in the hallway, the, the, whatever it is, right? All those challenging experiences that we face throughout our life. Every one of us has had them. Every single person on this planet. At some point or another, if you haven't, it will come. That's just the nature of this world. There will be pain. There will be upheaval. There will be reversal. And, and how we're processing that. That, yeah, to, mm -hmm. through practicing spiritual life, we start to clear those layers. And then also, like, with that, I'm just finding such a helpful, like, complementary practice is to go in and actually go into the garden, you know? to be in the garden, to be inside, you know, and what weeds are growing, what is going on in there? Like, if I'm not able to just be with myself, you know, to just in a, in a, in a simple and humble way, if it's too uncomfortable to be with me, there's, so, there's such a universe of transformation that's available to receive some support, counseling, coaching, mentorship from a teacher, from a guide, you know, that, that God will provide that opportunity if we sincerely want to go within if that's our we're beckoning and we're calling out my lord like i don't want to live a life of fear i don't want to live a life on the surface i want to live a life avoiding you and avoiding this experience i want to be fully embodied i want to fully experience my life and i know that takes going inside help me to go inside if that's our intention that's our prayer the help the help is always there you know the help is always there in our life you know providing those opportunities for transformation and um yeah i i i love that you're mentioning like going into the garden i was thinking like you know like um historically in in cult spiritual cultures around the world when someone wanted to take a spiritual journey they would say they would go into the forest mm. and the idea was to really go and actually like mm. divorce myself from all the things i normally depend on and mm. place myself in like it, give God an opportunity to show up in my life. And when we look at our current modern lifestyles, it's kind of like we've created a bubble for ourselves, a shelter where we've removed ourselves so much from the admittance of our dependency on higher forces of nature. And, and you know, it's like our, it's, you know, you ever talk to somebody who kind of lives on a farm or, you know, talk to somebody who lives out in nature and they like, you ask them how they're doing. It's like, Oh, yeah, it's doing good. You know, we got a lot of rain last week, which was really helpful, you know, or it's been a little dry season or, you know, yeah, you know, the, 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 the deer, the deer are really causing problems around here. You know, they're, they're kind of, they're so much in tune with just what's going on around them. But, you know, we live in a life where it's like, it's almost kind of like nothing affects my natural resources or we think that, you know my the whatever the weather is my food my food comes from the groceries i i've arranged my life in a way where my food all my resources my i just pay my water i just pay my water bill and my gas bill and my electric bill and my you know i go to the store and get food i don't even need to go to the store if i don't want to i can just have it shipped directly to me you know what i mean from anywhere in the world you know and so we've kind of like we don't realize it but that this style of living has has separate has divorced us from the the kind of living independence on higher forces of nature mm -hmm. you know 
I mean, we hear it sometimes like tomato prices will spike, you know, well, why, why are the tomatoes so expensive? It's like, oh, there was some drought in Mexico. And so it was like, oh, and we grumble and gripe, you know what I mean? But it was like, just going in the garden, you're just seeing, it's kind of like, it awakens you to the sense of things happening beyond your sense of control and doing, you know what I mean? That I'm not just like controlling everything here. I'm just, I am just a part of a much bigger mechanism of life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's what nature does for us. Um, and, uh, and so and that's what, like, so often people will take spiritual journeys. We'll, we'll, we'll go, and, go and spend time in India. We'll go to India for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even though they have all modern technologies, it's still, you still feel a sense of dependency. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been to India, no. And so, or spending time in the garden or going, it's like, wow, let me remove myself from from this ultra sense of self-reliance mm-hmm. and um, in New York city, I don't get much of that, but in Florida, I'm glad you get an opportunity or two. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm, you know, just highly encouraging, you know, that, that, uh, you know, if you're not fulfilled in any way in your life, or if you believe that, you know, even if you're grateful and, and you're, and you want more, that it's an internal journey, you know, that it's to take the time to go, to go inside and, if you're already going inside and to see how to refine that and how to go, go deeper, you know, cause it's unlimited. It's a, it's a well that continues to go deeper and deeper. It's a ocean that expands continuously. And, and uh, the more we submerge ourselves in, you know, in the process of spiritual life, we submerge ourselves in, in the grace of God. That's being with God. And there's so many ways to do that. So many simple, practical ways to do that, to be with God and to be with ourselves. you know, to be with ourselves, you know, that, that you were saying to go to the forest, right, Doyle, you know, to go into the woods, right? They're, they're, they're the journeys or the rites of passage. And we look at the yogic um, journey, the yogic journey starts with brahmachari. It starts with this, you know, living and dependency on, on the, on the guru, on the teacher, dependency on nature, living the most simple life, you know, that they're, there's nothing to distract oneself from oneself. You know, there's nothing to, it, 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 we're, a brahmachari is faced with himself every single day. And to give ourselves that opportunity to, you know, pray for that, to have, you know, more and more, you know, that, that our spiritual life doesn't just stay on the surface, but that we feel more and more that we're taking steps deeper and deeper into our heart and whatever needs reconciliation and healing we're calling out to God for that healing to help us to transform and to go deeper, becoming instruments and vessels of his grace. Super grateful. We, we, this is maybe the first time we've, we, we have not started with the prayer and we didn't start with the prayer and uh, you know, but, but we, we let's, let's end with a prayer. How about, how about that? I don't know if there's any other thoughts that you were having or if we could. Nothing, nothing more important than a prayer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we inverted it. We inverted it. So, okay, let's, let's close our eyes and let's take a few minutes to dive deep, to dive into this present moment and to call God, to call God's presence into our life. He's always with us. Our divine mother is always with us. Our father, our dear most friend, our teacher, our guide, the most perfect being, 
is always with us, smiling, awaiting the opportunity to connect deeply in loving exchange. Setting your intention for what you want to bring into this day, into this prayer. What is it that you're seeking? My dear Lord, help us to become fully embodied. You've given us so many experiences in this life that are all for us. Every experience is meant to be transformational, meant to be something that helps us to connect more deeply with ourselves and more deeply with you. And due to forgetfulness, we we don't experience that. We experience the pains and the difficulties or even the pleasures and the joys and we attach to them. And they become scars, wounds, traumas. They become impressions that somehow or other, they, they don't allow for us to experience our experience and let it be a reminder, let it be a catalyst of our relationship with you. Let it be a catalyst of allowing ourselves to see that, that we're untouched through every experience. That we're able to continue loving through every experience. That we have a limitless amount of energy through every challenge. We can show up in the present moment with you in our heart, with you in our consciousness, and to respond with love, to heal, to transform, and to become vessels of your love and your grace in this world. And please help us to feel deeply whatever it is that's taking place deep down in the recesses of our heart. Please help us to feel that and let that be a catalyst to connect deeply with our true self. Let, let it be a catalyst to bring us deeper into feeling your presence in our life. And in that beautiful state of presence, let us help uplift others. Let us help others to go on that journey within, to experience their true nature, and to bring that into the world in a functional, dynamic, synthesized, loving way. We call out your names every single day to give us strength, to give us clarity, to help us to see your will in our life and to give ourselves 100% to the experiences that you lay ahead of us on our path, to give ourselves completely to those experiences, trusting you're with us and that you're the orchestrator of our life providing these transformative experiences. Let us live in rapture. Please give us that, that doorway that we can see where we're avoiding living in a deep state of rapture and presence, feeling your presence in our life every day. Please help us to see that doorway where we're neglecting our relationship with you, where we're forgetting you, where we're living life on the surface. Help us to see that door and give us the courage to walk through it into a life that is inspired in divine connection with you. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Thank you guys so much for your presence. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be with you today, to pray with you, to come closer to our true self, come closer to our beloved Lord. So grateful for each of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Vera, so much for being so real, for being so vulnerable, for being so courageous, for inspiring all of us. Very, very grateful. Um, today, today is episode 96. And so it begins our, our five-day countdown to episode 100. We're getting there, episode 100. Episode 100 is scheduled to broadcast on Jul Thursday, July 2nd. Um, and to all our listeners, Thursday, July 2nd, our, our goal has been to get to episode 100. So at episode 100, we're going to take a, we're going to take a little pause on our prayer revolution. At that time, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna assess how we want to move forward best into the future. We launched into a daily podcast in COVID. Like, let's just get on there and see what happens. And then like, let's do it every single day and let's keep going. And we've been here every single day. It's actually already been 100 days because we've missed a few recordings. Um, and so this is actually just 96 recording, but we've actually probably hit hundred. So we'll be, we'll probably be at 108 by the time we get there. And so, um, so, but, uh, just the FYI, cause we don't have any communication channels to our crews here. Um, but maybe what, what we can do is, um, between now and then, um, if you would like to be updated on our next step, what's going to happen after episode hundred, um, write to us, you can write to either of us. Uh, email or you can write to prayerrevolution at bhaktisendra.org or you can write to info at bhaktisendra.org or you can write to doyal at bhaktisendra.org keep it simple doyal keep it simple or you can you can you can text vera at or you can find him mail him at his address at um but uh but reach out to us and let us know and we'd be happy to Keep your contact and keep you updated on, on when we will restart or re relaunch or um, there you put it prayer revolution at buckcenter.org keeping it simple you can write to us and um, and we we can keep like a little a little email group or WhatsApp group or something where we can keep you guys updated but um, we have four more episodes episode 100 so we look forward to seeing you for each of those and um, we have all of them recorded and available for re visiting on our podcast platforms and um thank you all so much love you Vera. love you guys super grateful to be with you look forward to our prayer tomorrow yeah all right take care everybody Hare Krishna.